Welcome to the Generation Arrow podcast. Generation Arrow provides wisdom and instruction for raising children to fulfill their God-given purpose. And now here's our host, author, teacher, and leader mom, Keely Schaefer. Well, hey there, family. Welcome to episode eight of the Generation Arrow podcast. Generation Arrow, we're all about investing in you as parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, guardians of any child. We want to provide wisdom and instruction for raising your children to fulfill their God-given purpose. And you know what? When you do that, you are impacting generations to come. You are changing the trajectory of our nation and of our world. It's exciting that we get to be a part of this, and you're doing a great job. So I honor you today, everybody who's listening, for placing a priority on growing and learning and adding more tools to your tool belt to train up your champions. Today's show is on God's protection, right place, right time, and right people. It was not what I was planning on recording for this episode, but the Lord, he shifted my heart, and I had read this article last week, and it just stirred me up so much, I was like, I have to talk about this. This is major important, and I encourage you to listen all the way through on this one because it could literally save your child's life or prevent them from any type of abuse or harm. So it's that crucial that you stay plugged in with me. So can you do that? Okay, so on to this article. A few weeks ago, there was this judge, and he was from Maryland. He was an upstanding citizen in the community, and he had this fishing cabin, and he would bring groups of boys there. They would hunt. They would fish. He had sons, but from what I can tell, they didn't always come with him, and he would bring other boys with his sons or without them if they weren't there. And he kind of prided himself on his mentorship of young men in the community. And most of the people thought that was great. So almost a couple months ago, there was a boy there at the, at the cabin along with one of his friends. And he ended up finding a video camera in the bathroom and it was pointed right towards the shower. And he was so freaked out that he took a picture of the camera, he sent a text to his parents, and he was like, what is this? And they recognized right away that it was a a video camera, and they said, hey, just hold tight, we'll take care of it, don't be afraid. Well, the parents, they called the authorities, and this judge was found out to have tons of video of pictures of naked boys on his camera and and other devices. And it also came out that the judge would check these boys in the bathroom, and they got some of this footage on video camera, for quote, quote, ticks. And so he was doing some very detailed looking. Uh, Of course, he was touching their genitals. Now, you can only imagine how horrifying It would have been to be one of these boys, and I don't know how old they were. I'm assuming maybe middle school. I read several articles. I never could quite pinpoint how old they were, but even if they were in high school, 
how terrible to be taken advantage of in this way. But the boy who found the video camera, it mentioned in this article that before he went on this trip, that his parents sat him down and they had this really long conversation with him. They didn't really know the judge very well, but they figured he was a very upstanding man. His intentions were good, but they went into really great detail with their son about what would be acceptable behavior from an adult man, what would be unacceptable behavior. And they even went as far to agree on a safe word that he could use to text them or or call them with to let him know that he was in danger. But they said, hey, we don't really feel like there's going to be a problem. I mean, if you can't trust a judge, who can you trust? Son, go have a great time. This is going to be a trip of a lifetime. It'll be fine. Well, it wasn't. (laughs) Y'all, I give the parents credit for talking to their son. But you know what? The Lord was waving a huge red flag that day. And they didn't realize that he was giving them a prompting in their hearts for their son to not go on that trip. But they went ahead. They let him go. I'm sure that they just discounted those thoughts that came up that they were just overreacting or maybe overthinking. And the trip was pre-planned. He was going with a friend. It may look foolish for them to pull off of the trip at the last minute. Yes, they figured everything would be all right. But you know what? If they would have heeded and went all the way with those promptings and not send their son on that trip, he wouldn't have to be dealing with all this junk right now. Now listen to me. This is going to help you. The number one way that God talks to you about your kids will be through a thought. Many times, it's just going to blow through your mind with like this supersonic speed, and it's going to catch you off guard. And you're going to think, what was that? And if you're not careful, you'll think, oh, that was just me. It's nothing. And you'll just start thinking about something else, put it aside, start singing to the song on the radio, finish up typing that email. Y'all, it is a gentle nudge. It is not anything spectacular. It's non-obtrusive. It floats up from your stomach up to your head, from your spirit man into your heart. It's a whisper, but it's God. And if you'll train yourself to be sensitive to that soft, still voice, you're always going to be walking with him. You'll always know how best to parent your child. You'll always be in the know of any harm that's trying to come near your kids. Now, when something bad happens or a tragedy takes place, you hear a lot of people say, God must have a reason. His ways are mysterious. Well, when it comes to the protection of your family, God's ways aren't mysterious at all. Do you know that you're promised long life on this earth? Psalm 91.16 in the New King James Version says, With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So that means we don't have to be taken out early by accident, sickness, disease, 
anything that would try to snuff out our lives before we've lived a long life. And that includes our kids. Dying young is not God's best for us or our kids. When it comes to destruction, God is always, 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 guys, going to make a way of escape. He wants to warn us when the enemy, when he's trying to take our kids out. You know, 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, he walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The devil's on the prowl. We don't have to be afraid. Just listen. If we're listening to that whisper and that thought rises up in our heart, the devil's plans will be diverted and he won't be able to devour our kids. Several years ago, I was driving in town and I had this gentle thought, like I just talked about, cross my mind to pray for my son's safety. It wasn't alarming. It wasn't scary. It wasn't burdensome. It was just a little light breeze of a thought that blew through my head. So I said this simple prayer, Lord, I pray for Austin. I plead the blood of Jesus over him. I thank you that you give your angels special charge round about him and keep him in all of his ways. In Jesus' name, amen. And that was about it. I didn't think about it again. Two hours later, I get a call from my husband that a police chase had ensued right by our auto repair shop, right down the street. And the guy that they were chasing had a major crash right into the gate where our son had exited just a few minutes earlier. My son missed being in harm's way by a few minutes. Now, if he'd been hit and severely injured or even killed, some people might have said, I can't understand why God did this. Why did he take such an innocent young boy with such potential? But the fact is, family, that God wouldn't have been in it. He wouldn't have been the one who took my son. He would have received my son in heaven, but he wouldn't have been the one that took him. And it wouldn't have been his will for my son to die early. God was warning me that day about what was to come, and thank God that I heeded and act upon his guidance to pray. And this is how we work with God concerning our kids in our lives, our day-to-day. He prompts us, we listen, and then we act. It's very simple. It is not mysterious at all. So many tragedies that happen, they're not accidents. They're really strategic setups by the enemy. Now think about it. You got a guy, he's driving down a road, he comes to an intersection, he has a green light, he goes on through, and at the exact time, at the exact moment, a drunk driver speeds through the red light and barrels into this other man's vehicle and kills that man instantly. That was not an accident. That was an orchestrated event. That is being at the wrong place, at the wrong time, with the wrong people. It's a terrible thing when that happens. 
But I guarantee you that somewhere in the mix, and these are things, when when the Bible talks about the secret things belong to the Lord, these are the things that are the secrets. We don't know the conversations that God has had with people before tragedy strikes. We don't know the warnings that were coming before destruction took place. But maybe he was telling the guy who got hit by the drunk driver to leave his house earlier. Or maybe he was telling him to pull off and go get gas at the gas station or go get that caramel mocha frappuccino at Starbucks real quick. Maybe he was prompting someone to pray for those people and they didn't. I don't know. But I'm convinced that countless lives could be spared if people would have been receptive to the gentle nudges that could have averted the destruction that happened. How many times have you said to yourself or maybe heard someone else say, I had a feeling that something was going to happen, or I had a hunch I shouldn't have been with that person, or I knew I wasn't supposed to go. That was the Lord. And many times God's protection comes from us not going somewhere or doing something. In Psalm 91, If you read it, I mean, most of y'all are familiar with it. It's all about God's promise to protect us. But understand, like I just said, that protection sometimes comes from us not doing something or going somewhere. You just can't send your child anywhere with anybody and make a blanket statement of, oh, God will protect them. No, 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 no. Please hear me. A faith-filled confession will never override a check in your spirit. And that's where a lot of Christians get into trouble. They start spouting off all kinds of scriptures, but you have to be in alignment with the Holy Spirit on when and how to apply them in your life. Look at Jesus. He was fasting in the wilderness for 40 days and nights, and the devil tried to tempt him. In Matthew 4, 5, the devil told Jesus to throw himself off of a cliff because it is written in the word that God will command his angels to protect you, lift you up, so you won't even bruise your foot on a rock. And you know what? In Psalm 91, that is written, but Jesus knew better. He only did what his father told him to do at any given time. And basically, he told the devil, no way. I'm not doing that. He said, the scripture says also not to test the Lord. So Jesus knew that if he applied that scripture, even though it was true in that scenario, that he was not going to try to force God to do something in that moment to protect him as he jumped that God had not given him the authority to do. So when we make blanket statements about God protecting our kids uh, without heeding any warning bells or whistles that are going off on the inside of our hearts, that's when we'll be wide open for possible destruction. And you know what? God can warn our children too about things. And as parents, we need to trust their intuition. One of my big pet peeves is when parents force their children to hug or kiss another adult. I see it all the time. I see it at church. I see it within families where parents, they're almost scolding their kids like they're doing a very bad thing if they don't hug or kiss 
that person that they want them to hug or kiss. And sometimes kids, they have a sensing of people before we do. And we have to be very cautious about training our kids to automatically respond to the physical requests of adults. You know, that could really be setting them up for um, a dangerous scenario. And you guys might laugh on this, but (laughs) along these lines, I kind of feel the same way about kids sitting on Santa's lap. If they're not comfortable to do that, don't force them to do it. I've seen these poor kids ball in their heads off and they're looking at their parents like, why are you making me sit on this scary man's lap? (laughs) Right? You can take that for all it's worth, but that's kind of my two cents on that. But come on, guys, why can't your child shake a person's hand or maybe give them a high five? It's fine. And you know what? I'm also not going to force another little kid to hug or kiss me. I knew of a person at church who went up to almost every kid and asked for a hug. And I thought to myself, I know you. You're a sweet person. I'm sure your motives are pure, but one of these days you're going to hug the wrong kid and a parent's going to be mad. And you know what? That day came. (laughs) So please, please be watchful about that. Kevin and I also told our kids that if they're in a life and death situation and a person of authority is telling them to do something that contradicts what they feel the Lord's telling them to do at the moment, that they have our permission to go with their gut. Look at the World Trade Center. When that first tower was hit, the authorities told the people in the second tower, stay in place, it would be safer if, if, if they just stayed. And the people who defied what they said and got the heck out of there, they were the ones who were saved. So yeah, as far as I'm concerned, My kids can certainly go against someone in leadership if they sense they need to do something else. Now, we didn't invoke fear in our kids when we were talking to them about this, but we wanted them to be aware of what our expectations were. In Proverbs 133 in the NIV, it says, Whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. God's protection, it's sure for our children. They're not sitting ducks waiting for tragedy to strike them, but we have to be listening to him. And our kids, they have to be listening to him. And they will escape any surprise attacks from the enemy to steal from them, to kill them, to destroy any plans that God has for them. It's vitally important for our kids to be at the right place at the right time with the right people. It could save their lives. Now let's pray for that now. Lord, I know your plans for my kids. They're not for destruction. But you want to prosper them and give them good success. God, may my kids always be at the right place, at the right time, with the right people. Help me be more sensitive to your voice concerning their safety and welfare. May I not be pressured to comply with already made plans or schedules or events when it comes to my family. 
Let me pivot with you, Lord, whenever needed. I declare with long life, you'll satisfy me and my family. In Jesus' name, amen. Right place, right time, with the right people. That's your kids. There's no need to fear. Just listen to God and do what he tells you to do. Now, if you guys haven't followed me on Instagram or Facebook yet, I'm at Generation Arrow underscore official on Instagram, or you can find me at Generation Arrow on Facebook. And I'm going to leave all the links in the notes, and I'd love to see you there. Also, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, why don't you go ahead and subscribe? And if you could leave a review for other parents to see, your review may be the reason why someone chooses to tune in and the whole trajectory of their family could be changed for the good. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? That'd be worth putting in your review. Well, family, you and your kids, you're divinely protected and you hear and obey the gentle whispers of God. Until next time, be abundantly blessed and may our arrows be mighty on the earth. We hope this podcast has enriched your life and given you some valuable resources on raising your children. For more information about Generation Arrow, visit our website at generationarrow.life. That's generationarrow.life. And may our arrows be mighty on the earth. Oh,